Welcome to the spirit world, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hello there, and welcome to the spirit world. We are live today on Holy Saturday. We hope you're, you are having a blessed triduum, and we expect your calls and participation today because we are going to be discussing um, the idea of, did you ever wonder what happened to Jesus after the crucifixion and before the resurrection? Well, that's what we will be unpacking today on the spirit world, along with co-host Adam Bly and Adam Adam, uh, Holy Saturday. I love it. Uh, what a great day. It's it's such a day of, of silence, and it's a, an amazing day. So we're going to dive right into the topic today, but we always begin, Adam, with the St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we are live today on Holy Saturday. So please, we um, we want your call. The team is in place. Tim and Taylor, they're doing a fine job. So thank, thanks, guys. You're doing great. But we expect our listeners to step up and ask their questions. So the number to dial is 877-757-9424. Okay. You can also email us at TSW, that's the spirit world, at GRN online.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook too. But Adam, you know, I was talking about how Holy Saturday is a, just really a day of, of silence. And people are wondering what, what happened to Jesus after the crucifixion and before the resurrection. But also, Adam, before we started the show, you shared something very special about Our Lady, um, the Blessed Mother. So why don't you share that with our spirit world listeners? Because I think this is also a time for them to remember her. Yeah. So we, you know, we want to remember that during this time, we we think a lot about Jesus and and what he was doing and what was happening with him. Of course, we do, but also in Mary's journey with her son, this is a time after he has died on the cross in front of her uh, yesterday in a in a very brutal way. She's lost her son. Um, she's experiencing presumably great sadness today, as any mother who would would lose her son would experience. And so today is is a special day to be in touch with Mary under her title, um, you know, Our Lady of Sorrows, and to, and to perhaps pray the sorrowful mysteries on your rosary, um, you know, kind of in union with, with her sadness today. And of course, she looks forward to his resurrection with hope um, and, and yearning for that to happen. But at this time, she is separated from her son. And so um, that that is also a place that we, the church, um, are in. You know, we feel that separation from Jesus during this time. And so this is this is a time to be in touch with that. Most dioceses don't have required fasting today, though check with your, your local diocese to see, you know, where you're at with that. But it's probably a good day to not be too indulgent and to, and to maybe focus on, on that situation. Mm-hmm. 
Very good. Very good. So let's dive into the topic today about, because I've always wondered, you know, what what exactly happened after the crucifixion and before the resurrection? And uh, we're going to go to church, the church fathers. We're going to go to the catechism of the Catholic Church. So stay with us, folks. Take notes. And if we just cover um, kind of the, the surface part of this, we will revisit it again for sure. That's how we roll here at the spirit world. And so uh, Tim and Taylor, they're taking notes notes to make sure that we have, um, you know, fresh content for our mailbag shows and and everything that's coming up. So please uh, make sure uh, you listen. And then if you want to catch the the encore, that would be great. But right now we are live on Holy Saturday. So we do uh, expect you to call in when you uh, do call in. Please give us your city and state that you are in. Um, If you don't want to give us your first name, please pick a confirmation name or another name that you've always wanted that you wish your parents had named you. And um, uh, also maybe the uh, station or the way you're listening to the spirit world. And uh, we know it's on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, so we have a lot of listeners today during the Triduum, the shortest liturgical season of the year, but but very powerful. So we expect you to participate. 877-757-9424. Okay, Adam, please begin. So a good place to start is the Apostles' Creed, and and there we have that line in the Creed that references this, and it says, you know, Jesus descended into hell, rose again from the dead on the third day. So we zero in on that, he descended into hell. Now, it's good, I think, Deb, to unpack what hell means, because when when we use that word, we're really drawing on three different words that were in use at the time when these scriptures were originally being recorded. So we have Sheol from the Hebrew, which was the Jewish idea of kind of an afterlife or a place where the dead go. We had Hades from the Greek, which is also an afterlife or a place where the dead go. But the critical thing here is they weren't necessarily seen as places of punishment. They weren't like a fiery hell of torment. These were just places that the dead went to. It wasn't a joyful union with God. It was kind of, you know, there's other references in in some of the Old Testament. It's that it's a land of shadow and death. It's kind of like uh, not a very good place, but not a place of torment. And then we have a word Gehenna that is sometimes used in scripture. And that's actually a reference to a very physical place. And that was the trash dump on the edge of Jerusalem where they burned the trash. And so that was a place that smelled bad and it was on fire and there was smoke and, you know, there was, there was um, you know, things decomposing. So these were some of the ideas that were floating around in, in the mind of the very early Christians and at the time of Jesus. Now, when he descended into hell, we know theologically a little bit more about that. So before Jesus opened the way back to heaven and healed the wound that was created by Adam and Eve, anybody that died that was a righteous person that was loving God and pursuing God and obeying God, well, they couldn't go to heaven because there had been a rift there you know, created by Adam and Eve's sin. Now, Adam and Eve are also down there. Um, So when Jesus died on the cross, it wasn't just for the people alive at the time that he died, and it wasn't just for us, it was also for all souls through time. So everybody before then, at that time, and after. And in order for that promise that everyone be um, exposed to the gospel and everyone be able to participate in the salvation of souls that Jesus did for us on the cross, he had to descend down into 
this hell. Now, he didn't save the damned because the damned, by definition, have made their choice. They've rejected God completely. But he saved what are referred to in Scripture as souls in the bosom of Abraham. These are souls that are righteous. These are souls that are just, but they couldn't make it to heaven. And so he goes down and he proclaims the gospel. And then they get to hear the gospel, they get to respond to it, and then he rises with them out of that place. So this is a preaching to the dead, and this is providing a justice or an opportunity for all souls to be able to make their choice informed by the gospel. Okay, so that's a very beautiful thing. Now, Deb, when we talk about... um, Basically, what Jesus is saving us from, and we talk about hell, we get sometimes a little confused, and there's a bit of mystery here about what is hell. Well, then where is the devil? Where are the demons? So we're going to unpack that really briefly here. So in Revelation 12.12, we hear that the devil was cast down to earth. We don't hear about him being cast down into hell. And in Peter, 1 Peter 5.8, we hear, be sober and vigilant. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Well, in the St. Michael prayer that we pray at the beginning of every show, we hear that reference prowling about the world. So mm-hmm. we get all these clues. Then in <clears throat> excuse me, in John 14.30, we hear that the devil is the prince of this world. Now notice he's not the king of this world. There's only one king, but he's the prince of this world, that he had some authority. Well, it looks like we just lost our connection with Adam, so um, we're going to have Taylor take us to a break early. So please consider calling us today. We are live at 877-757-9424 as we continue our great discussion on what happened to Jesus after the crucifixion and before the resurrection. We'll be right back on The Spirit World. heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helps them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue. You're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. Have you ever dialogued with someone who espouses relativism, which says there is no truth or it might be true for you, but not for me? It's pretty frustrating. 
Deep down, we know these claims are false, but we often don't know why. Here's the reason. To say there is no truth is a contradiction. The assertion is tantamount to saying it's true that there is no truth, plain absurdity. Now the other position, there is no absolute truth, just truth relative to the individual set of beliefs, is problematic as well. The usage of the verb is implies an assertion about the objective order of things. It's the same thing as saying it's absolutely true that there is no absolute truth, which of course is a contradiction. No matter how the relativist slices the pie, he ends up with a contradiction, making relativism an unreasonable worldview. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, we are back, and as you might have heard, we had a little bit of a technical glitch there, but uh, we, uh, Adam, I'm just going to say this, um, this has been happening since May when we started airing the show, that every once in a while, um, the the little demons just seem to um, wreak a little bit of havoc and try to um, stop the topic from being shared. So it's very, very important um, that we continue on. So please forgive us. We had a, a little bit of um, just a little bit of a, a glitch there at the beginning segment, but we will pick up and maybe repeat a little bit of what Adam was sharing about what really happened um, with Jesus after the crucifixion and before the resurrection. So um, please uh, continue to to stay with us. We we do expect your call. We are live today. Let's let's go right through this, folks. We can't we cannot be in fear. Um, we cannot get on the defensive. We we must keep marching forward. And so we pick up and we'll just make up a good time. Talk. We'll talk a little faster and to get the material out there to you because it's necessary. So the number to dial is 877-757-9424. That's the number to call. And Tim is waiting to answer your call. Taylor Van Est is at the controls. He's our producer and he's doing a fine job. Um, guys, you're doing great at getting us all back up um, on air, which is wonderful. And uh, we did pray the St. Michael prayer at the beginning of the show. And we are talking about uh, what, if you've ever wondered what happened between the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. And so it's very, very important. We discuss this. Um, so Adam, uh, can you, are we good? Can you hear me? No, we're not ready yet. Okay, Adam, we're just getting reconnected with Adam Bly, um, a co-host of the Spirit World. So I'll give the number again, do a little housekeeping. That'll give us, that'll uh, be a good use of time, and then we'll get back into the topic. 877-757-9424 is the number to call. Please join us. Also, if you're listening right now, please stop for a moment and um, say the St. Michael prayer again, please. Uh, we do need the assistance. Um, from St. Michael, and we need all of heaven to be helping us because, uh, you know, 
the demons don't they don't want this material out there folks they want the world to stay very clueless very dark um, and very asleep and it, it we felt um, it was so necessary for this show to be aired um, you know and more souls to be reached we felt it was important demonic activity is an all-time high and so as you can just see what what, what just happened I mean we triple checked everything before we started the show and then in the first segment this happened so why did it happen maybe to say okay you know what we're not going to talk about this today we're just going to air a uh, previous show but no we're going to we're going to hang in there and we can do this together we are live today on holy saturday um and we are a, a call-in show and here come the calls thank you see this is the way the spirit world listeners roll you guys are awesome you are saying no we're not going to let uh, the demons stop us from getting this material uh, spread far and wide. So the number to dial if you want to join those that are being screened right now, 877-757-9424. You can also email us at, and maybe you just email us and say, good job, guys, you did a good job, you know, just stalling and doing everything until we got Adam Bly reconnected. So you can email us at tsw at grnonline.com. How'd I do, Adam? Did I do good? I think you did great, Deb. <laughs> so, so where where was I cut off? Well, you know, the interesting thing is here's here's what happened. I could no longer hear you, so I thought I was disconnected. I didn't realize you were disconnected. So uh, the guys, um, Tim and Taylor, did a fine job uh, getting us to the first break. Um, but uh, we'll we'll know in the future if God forbid this should happen again. Uh, one of us will will jump in and make sure that we keep it. Uh, rolling so we just appreciate everyone uh, sticking with us this is what happens we've been doing the spirit world uh, since May of last year and I can't even begin to tell you how many times this has happened and we just roll with it because you know that's the way the the little demons want to do what do you always call it um, Adam the parlor tricks Mm -hmm. parlor tricks yeah yeah okay so why don't you pick up a little bit you were talking about Sheol and Hades and Gehenna and then you were talking about did you talk about the howering of of uh, of hell the Eastern Orthodox kind of uh, view of things no so so yeah the the phrase the harrowing of hell is kind of a popular phrase I think because it, it's catchy and it's still used um, in some of the Eastern churches it, it's a phrase that came out of the Middle Ages and I think it implies a little bit more of the kind of damage done by Jesus to hell. And and that's kind of actually hinted at in Scripture. So if we look at, at John 12:31, Jesus says there, and, and this isn't a reference to, to him coming in judgment. He says, now the time of the world's judgment has come and the ruler of this world will be driven out. So there's this reference to some damage being done to the kingdom of Satan uh, and him being driven out. You know, of course, we've all, I think, heard that phrase in John 14:30, the devil is the prince of this world, and there's these references to him being, you know, in some sort of authority over the world. And, of course, a prince is not a king. Um, but this reference here to where, you know, now he's going to be driven out of the world, I think is pointing in a sense, to that harrowing of hell idea that damage is done to his kingdom. And it certainly was. 
but the main thing the Apostles' Creed was talking about was him gathering up the souls that were righteous and had died in a righteous state before Jesus opened the way back to the Father in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. So they they were not damned. They were in kind of the hell of the day, the understanding of that being, you know, as we mentioned, Sheol, Hades, Gehenna, with the Hebrew, the Greek, and then and then um, more of a, a commonly used Hebrew word. These were not necessarily places of punishment. They were places that the dead went to when they died. So, and some of the mystery that, that I was moving towards unpacking there was this confusion that comes in, Deb, I think, with a lot of people, and that is, okay, well, hell is this fiery place where the devil's at, and it's separate from us, but then the Bible tells us that he was cast down to earth, and that he's roaming the earth, and Peter, 1 Peter 5, 8, warns us to be sober, that he's he's roaming around. The St. Michael prayer we say at the beginning of every show references, you know, he's prowling about the world, seeking who he can devour. And I think part of that mystery is that we need to remember Deb, that there's not physicality in the spirit world. You know, mm-hmm. we are limited in space, being phys- having physical bodies, and we think of things in terms of being limited in space. But for the spirits, and Thomas alludes to this and, and actually spells it out fairly clearly for the angels, they're not limited in space the way we are. They're not omnipresent like God, but he references an analogy for them is like they're like the sunlight that streams in many different rooms and homes at the same time. And so we need to accept a little bit of mystery with all of this. Jesus went down into hell. It's not a literal down, but it's to a spiritual place. He gathers up those souls. He takes them out. But the other piece of that is the judgment of the souls he didn't take out. And that, I think, is a place that and I know you know you felt strongly about this too, Deb, that we need to remember that you know the gospel was preached to the souls that had that had died before Jesus, but we have the benefit of hearing the gospel in our lives, you know, as we're alive today. And so there's a real choice to be made. You know, the the souls that rejected God and that were damned in hell when Jesus descended, he didn't gather them up and bring them back because they had chosen to reject God. And it's at the final judgment. You know, we have a particular judgment when we die, personal judgment between us and Jesus. It's, in a sense, private. There is a public final judgment. And at that point, hell itself is thrown into the lake of fire. Sometimes we conflate the two and we think of the lake of fire is hell, but it's not. The lake of fire is something that God created that all of hell is thrown into it, along with the devil and the damned and the fallen angels. So... You know, there's a there's a few steps to all this process, but the critical thing for today is that we have the beautiful promise and the realization now as salvation is moving towards the resurrection that Jesus died and he saved all of us, everyone before the time of his death, everyone that was alive at that time and all of us now, we have this beautiful opportunity to make it back to God. I love it. I love thinking about him going to to share the good news with Adam and Eve and Moses and Abraham and I mean all the biblical figures. Um, you know how incredible is that? And then you're right, Adam. We had that we we have no there's no excuse uh, for us saying you know we were ignorant. We didn't know of the charisma. We didn't know of the good news. We didn't know that Jesus suffered and died for us to open up the open up heaven again. And I, I'll tell you. 
it's it's a good time for us to talk about it. So I don't believe there was any accident what happened at the beginning of the show, um, because I, I think I really do believe that the demons, they don't want this information out to people. They want people to stay asleep. They want people to stay ignorant of this and to and to be able to rationalize and justify why they are staying in their sinful ways. Right. And so um, it's real comfortable. And that's why we're presenting this. And we really need um, all of uh, you listening right now. Please listen, participate, share the program, call in, um, do what you can to keep this message going far and wide, reaching other souls. I don't know if we you got cut off, Adam, when you talked about the Catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, paragraph 631 uh, through 635. You may want to touch upon that again, because we did have that little bit of a technical thing there. But um, other than that, we're back online. We're doing good. We're on air. We've got uh, confirmation from around uh, the world, actually, saying that you sound we sound clear. So that's good. So let's keep going. Please dial in at 877-757-9424 is the number to call. We are live today on Holy Saturday. I know a lot of shows have been preempted because of the um, Holy Week um, uh, programs and, and the Triduum. But we are live today. We chose to be live today on purpose to share this information so we've got a couple minutes before the break but uh, let's just why don't we do this Adam why don't we just uh, touch upon um, the Catechism of the Catholic Church for the last two minutes Marie from Seattle and the others hold on you're going to be first up on the other side of the break but why don't you just share with our listeners what they missed sure so and and again you can read later it's easy to find the catechism online on, on the Vatican website or your local diocese but you want to look at 631 through 635 and here it is um, spelled out pretty clearly what is going on at this time so one interesting point within it was 632 there's a reference to Jesus being raised from the dead we want to remember that there's a little bit of mystery in that in that Jesus had a human soul but it was in union with a divine nature and that divine nature in Jesus does not die so in that sense Jesus doesn't die but in his humanity his human soul had to suffer the pain of death and descend into the same place that other souls went to. Now, of course, he's God. He can go anywhere he wants, but he chose to participate in a human death in order to join with us in his humanity. And that points back to that beautiful mystery of fully God and fully man. And so that's a big part of what today is about, is to remember that Jesus fully participated in death along with us to save us from it. Amazing. Okay, when we come back, Marie and Julie and the others will be um, weighing in on this topic and some other things they want to talk about. You can join them, 877-757-9424. We are the spirit world. Please stay with us. Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. 
That's why Stand Tall Today has experienced professional coaches that will assist you in dialing down that overwhelm. They'll help you get a grasp on where you are and to create a plan that enables you to take bite-sized steps of action so you can live an abundant life. Why not take your first step right now? Go to StandTallToday.com and find a coach that is just right for you. Because life is simply too short to stay lost in a sea of overwhelm. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. It's a myth that there's a perfect way to be a parent. The reality is that every family, every couple, every child is different. But when parents work together, they can figure it out. We have 10 kids of our own, so we know this path is not an easy one. We used to think that it was our job to make our children into saints. Now we realize that it's their job to make us into saints. This parenting thing is full of dying to self, hardships that are both physical and emotional. Parenting makes you more aware of your sinfulness and weakness more than almost anything else you will ever do. But this is exactly where God wants us, so he can shower us with his mercy and love. God doesn't love us in spite of our humanity. He loves us because of it. Parenting is our path to holiness. And as we change and mature, we will be better parents. We may even become saints. To get more advice and encouragement, visit us at MessyFamilyProject.org. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. So glad you're with us and calling in. Thank you so very much. We do have one open phone line if you'd like to join in, 877-757-9424. Adam, I crack myself up all the time. I'm, I'm I'm always laughing inside my head when I said when I said we are the spirit world. That just cracked me up. I meant we are the hosts of the spirit world. But I think our listeners understood where I was coming from. But uh, Adam, um, great great um, uh, material that we are covering today. Uh, content for this wonderful Holy Saturday show, and uh, we were we're unpacking. If you've ever wondered what happened be, uh, with Jesus um, between the crucifixion and the resurrection. And I think with the catechism and our church fathers, I mean, so many of them, St. Augustine, St. Jerome, um, Irenaeus, you know, so many, I can go on and on and on way back to like the second century. There were there were sermons um, that addressed this exact issue of. Um, Jesus descending into quote unquote hell, right? And, um, and it's, it's just fascinating to, um, see how much our Lord and Savior cares about every single soul, Adam, to go all the way back, you know, to Adam and Eve and to, and to grab that last one, you know, and, and to spread the good news. So it's really quite beautiful, um, when you think about it. And I hope that you still continue, um, going deep into that contemplation, folks, because, you know, Easter, it, we're not here yet. You know, we're still in the triduum. So stay in that deep place because it's very important. It's transformative. Okay. So, um, 
Let's go to Marie in Seattle, Washington, listening on Sacred Heart Radio, and she's first up here on the Spirit World. Hello, Marie. Welcome. Hello, Marie. Hello. Hello. How Hi, are you? you want me to go ahead? I'm yes. really good. I yes. want to ask my question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go right ahead. Okay, so people have asked me, and I don't know how to answer it. What is the church's position on on Judas at this point? What happened to him? Was he predestined to betray our Lord? Hmm. Okay, Marie, that that's an interesting and complex question. Um, predestined, not in the sense that he didn't have free will. Judas has free will, as we all do. God never violates our free will, which is why we can we can end up either in, in heaven or hell, because he respects our free will. Now, Judas chose to betray Jesus, and the church is very careful about saying anybody is damned. But in the case of Judas, he's the one soul that we're pretty sure is damned, because Jesus himself said it would be better for that man if he had never been born. And so there's a reference there to to probably being damned for that betrayal, but he wasn't predestined in a sense that he had to do it uh, or he was compelled by God to do it. You know, there's a reference that Satan was involved, uh, so there was certainly a temptation to greed, and, you know, that harkens back to when Jesus talked about Mammon, which is the demon of of greed, Um, but he chose. So, yeah, he was not predestined, and, and unfortunately he chose to be the betrayer. And so what what do you think, Marie? Adam's response? That's perfect. That's exactly what I want to tell my friends. Thank you well, so much. Well, Marie, before you go, let me just let me do a follow up question here. Adam, um, real quickly, uh, talk a little bit about this, because uh, I had heard on some of the, you know, um, exorcists, different uh, videos that they've done that sometimes Judas or or the. It appears or something in an exorcism how much can we believe uh, is that the demons kind of trying to trick us that it's judas or or is there a real indication that judas is actually in hell well the the thing there deb and this is important is we don't want to give any credence to anything that's coming out of uh the activity of the demons during exorcism we don't want to let them start building our theology they're they're really keen they're really interested in tainting and distorting our understanding of God in the spiritual world. So the, the Prenotandra, Deb, um, actually warns against uh, believing that a spirit is a damned soul during the exorcism. So the church okay. actually warns the exorcist, don't believe if a demon says that it's a damned soul. And, and that would, you know, that would include Judas. Okay. So... So basically, yes, people encounter something that claims to be Judas, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it actually is because we can't take the demons as a source of truth. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Maria, just that was a little follow-up. I I get asked that question all the time when we do um, um, our show, Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. So so thank you for asking your question because it made me think of my question. Sound good, Marie? Thank you so much. Yes. Now I have something to share with my friends. (laughs) Oh, God bless you. Continue Thank with you. a blessed triduum, okay? Yeah, you too, and happy Easter to you. Thank you, Marie. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, let's move to um, 
Let's move to Lori, and Lori is in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and she's been waiting so patiently. Hello, Lori. Hello. Hello. Yes, we're here. Please ask your question. Okay, Okay, thank you. Um, I was wondering, um, I had a deliverance done by a priest about 15 years ago, and he said afterwards that if I didn't keep up a deep faith life and everything, this could enter me again. And if he had told me this before, I wouldn't have had him do it. But anyway, whenever I start to try to pray... um, um, Satan will do everything to get me off of my prayers. And um, then I have things that will happen to me that, um, like the priest said, it could happen to me again. And I was wondering, is there anything that can um, a person can do that to help me to, to not have these things happen? Because I find that e- even though I do keep up a deep prayer life too, it does happen. Well, Lori, um, you're touching on something that's very specific to you and, and in terms of, of working with the priest there with you. I can tell you that um, if you're talking about deliverance from something extraordinary like, like real demonic oppression, um, it's not that you're required to keep up a prayer life for it not to resume because those extraordinary things, we have to let them into our lives in some way to begin with. So as long as we learn where we open the door and we close that door and we don't open it again, um, of course I want you to be praying and develop your spiritual life. Your whole life is a journey towards ever closer to God. But it shouldn't be that you're going to be re-attacked by the demons if you don't keep up your prayer life. Now you're going to be tempted and that yes, the devil doesn't want you praying, so you may be distracted a little bit in your prayer. But if you're experiencing really extraordinary, unusual things, you really need to work with your priest there locally uh, and, and try to figure out what's going on. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Thank, God bless you, Lori. Thank you, Lori, yeah, for you. calling in. We appreciate it. Uh-huh. Thank you. All righty. Thanks. We'll talk bye. to you soon. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Okay, and we say we talk to we'll talk to you soon because we try to do this show live every single Saturday. So we expect uh, full participation, and, and folks can call back again, or they can email, or do whatever they prefer to get their question answered. Um, but you can dial in at eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. We do have um, uh, a lot of um, full phone lines, so we'll get to um, everybody. Michael and Julie and the others will get to them as well, and their questions will be. Uh, hopefully answered today on today's show. If not, Adam, here's the good news. Once a month, we tried to do uh, a mailbag show. And we put everybody's questions and comments together, and we pick them out of the, that uh, that virtual hat there, and uh, we answer them. So just know that we're, we're going to try to get to everyone. People are, are sending in questions from all over um, the world, actually. Um, we have international listeners as well. So we appreciate uh, just giving us a little bit of time to the, so that we can research and make sure we give you a proper answer. Um, but we're going to go to another break shortly. But let's start with uh, Candace. And Candace is in uh, Idaho, listening on Salt and Light Radio. Hello, Candace. Welcome to the Spirit World. Hi. Thank you so much. Um, yes. Yeah, so my question. Um, I think um, the father said it, but did you say that like hell right now is not? in that lake of fire and if that's so is it possible if someone dies and goes to hell to pray them out 
Okay. okay, before Adam answers, I think you might have called him father. He's not oh. a priest. Yeah, oh, but that's I'm yeah. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. That's quite all right. I just want to make sure we don't have a lot of people calling in thinking that Adam's a priest. He's a he's a paratus. He's an expert. He's a lay person in exorcism uh, ministry. He's a religious demonologist. So he's very um, schooled in this area. So let's let's hear your answer, okay. Adam. Yeah, so Candace, that's a good question. Um, the short answer is no, we cannot pray anybody out of hell. So when we die, we go to our particular judgment, our personal judgment with Jesus, and we are either uh, immediately enter heaven as a saint. Most of us probably enter purgatory, which means we're going to make it to heaven, but we still have some issues to work out to be perfected because no sin can be with in union with God. And then unfortunately, some people are going to be damned at that moment because they fully reject God. Once one is damned, there's no praying them out of hell. Um, and, and yes, you're correct. Hell is going to be thrown in the lake of fire at the very end. Um, but unfortunately, we, we can't pray anybody out of the status of being damned because that is a permanent choice in a similar way that the fallen angels cannot repent or be prayed into um uh, kind of repenting and, and going back to God. It's a permanent choice when we choose to fully reject God. Now, Candace, if you're worried about somebody you love that maybe um, lived a not-so-good life or maybe they were rejecting God when they died, don't lose heart in the sense that we always trust in God's mercy and we hope that in the final moment of death that God reveals himself to that person and gives them a chance to repent. So we're not to, to despair of hope, but if if one is damned, there's no praying them out of it. Okay. Does that answer your question, Candace? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, just just to let you know, Candace, uh, we get asked that a lot. That's a that's a very very yeah a very common question, but it's a, it's a question that we need to um, have answered over and over again for people because we do we do believe in the power of prayer and we do want um, you know all our loved ones we want everyone to, to get to heaven and so it's a good it's a it's a noble intention but it's not it's it's um, it's useless and it's it's not it's not healthy to do that. Okay, Candace, thank you so much. Call us again. All right. Thank you. Bye. Th- Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Beautiful call. Okay. Uh, comments are just coming in. We've got a lot more people to address. We probably won't get to Julie and Michael and Sarah and the others uh, on this particular uh, broadcast of the spirit world, but I am making notes, Adam. This is a good thing. I like to take notes. Jerry Usher knows that from take two with Jerry and Debbie. I have uh, books and books and and notebooks of, of notes from the shows. And so I'm taking notes of all their questions and comments, and I'm going to put them all together, Adam, for our future um, mailbag show. Uh, we are we do have um, pretty much full phone lines, but if you would like to jump in, you're going to have to go quickly, 877-757-9424, or you can send us an email, tsw at grnonline.com, or, or find us on Facebook. The episodes and the past episodes are there as well at the Spirit World Podcast. Okay, um, we are going to go to a break in just a little bit, um, but we could get started. Maybe we could just say hello to Anna Marie, and Anna Marie is in um, Massachusetts on the iCatholic radio app. Hello, Anna Marie. How are you? Hi. I I didn't think you were going to take my call so quickly. (laughs) I was taking my notes. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I, first of all, I want to thank you for the show because I think it's so important to get this information out to people when the demons are so active mm-hmm. um, at this time. And right. so I was watching uh, Jesse Romero, I was listening actually, to Jesse Romero's show the other day, and he was talking about demonic items mm-hmm. in the home and mm-hmm. like Ouija boards and this mm-hmm. new game called the Holy Spirit Board. Yes, yes. Anna very, Marie, hold it right scary. there. Okay, hold it right there. Just stay with us. You hear the music because uh, Taylor is very good on the controls and he's saying we've got to go to break. So when we come back, we'll, we'll pick this up about what Jesse Romero was saying about demonic activity on the spirit world. Please stay with us for the final segment. The St. John Leadership Network presents Glance at the Gospel with Father Nathan Cromley. This Sunday, the church celebrates the powerful proclamation of the Gospel of Easter. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, we read, Do not be afraid. I know that you are seeking Jesus, the crucified, He is not here, for he has been raised, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. What welcome news this is for us all. And yet it's telling to see just how surprising that proclamation is to the women who came to the tomb. I think it's just as surprising for us today. Easter Sunday always surprises us. We're used to seeing the world through a lens of negativity and pessimism. Many Christians walk through their life acting as if there is no hope, anxious and worried about many things. For all the rational justification that we might have for negativity, our faith confronts us with a radical truth. Jesus is not in the tomb. He is risen from the dead as he said. Death has no more hold over him. He has been raised from the dead and is glorified by the Father. God's answer to the world's woes and struggles is the never-ending support of his love to bring us through victoriously. Our lives here below may be marked by many crosses and trials, but let us remember that every cross ends in the resurrection, and that if we are asked to carry the cross of suffering and difficulty for a while, it will end in the loving embrace of God and his glory in heaven. The world around us deserves the proclamation of our hope Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, and those who die with him will rise with him. God has the last word, and his word is life. For more information, go to www.stjohnleadershipnetwork.org. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. 
Oh, how we love the Spirit World listeners and callers. You guys are awesome. You just went right through any challenge, any obstacle. You're just you're saying, you know what? We're we're going to get the information out there today. And so I just love you guys. We're talking with um, Anna Marie in Massachusetts, and she was asking about our dear friend Jesse Romero and what he was talking about the demonic activity and these this new um, you know the Ouija boards and this new game that that came out. Adam, we addressed it on a previous episode, but one uh, Anna Marie, we're going to try to move a little quicker because we only have a few minutes and we've sure. got full phone lines. But is anything else you wanted to ask uh, ask Adam I, about well, this? Qu- yes, my question was how do how do people get rid of these items if they feel they have a demonic item in their homes? They mentioned that you shouldn't burn them in your fireplace or bury them in your property because they could manifest and you know um, become more active in your home. So uh, my fiance had a hard time believing this, that that would actually happen, but I, I certainly believe it. And uh, but just how do you okay. get rid of these items? And oh, talk about so, that game, Adam, that is is posing like it's supposed to be some kind of, you know, Christianized oh, yeah. game, and it's not. Right. So so the short answer, Anna, is. Um, just throw them out in the trash and, and get rid of them. If if it is a physically like interesting and attractive item, you don't want to like put it in the trash for somebody at the dump or something to see it laying there and maybe pick it up. So maybe you know break them or um, you know if it's not obvious, just throw it in the trash. Um, for instance, you wouldn't want to put like a, a, a really beautiful flashy crystal ball in the trash and have somebody go pick that up if it's a cursed object if they saw it at the trash dump later. But basically, you can throw things away. I wouldn't worry about this whole issue of burning or burying. That's kind of a reference to what we do with blessed objects. You're not supposed to throw blessed objects away by church law. You either burn them or bury them if they're in an undignified state. So with cursed objects, if it was really cursed, meaning you know it came from a place with real Satanism going on or something like that, I would take that to the church, take it to your priest and say, hey, you know this came out of this context. It's probably genuinely cursed. And they'll, they'll have an exorcism done on it and then just destroy it. Um, but just for common things like Ouija boards, just throw them away. And and then finally, Deb, as you mentioned, there, there's kind of this very blasphemous, uh, holy-themed Ouija board that's trying mm-hmm. to skirt the issue of necromancy, which is calling the dead to talk to them. But this is still clearly a violation of trusting in God's providence through seeking divination of the future or hidden information. And so this is this mm-hmm. is clearly forbidden. And it's just a, it's just a, a blasphemous mm-hmm. uh, mockery of things. Absolutely. Anna Marie, Anna Marie, does that answer your question? It, it does. Yeah, it does. It, 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 yeah, I will tell my fiance that um, and he'll be happy because he didn't really believe that burning them in the home would, you know, create havoc. But yes. Um, yeah. Thank you so thank much. You. And I yeah, hope, hopefully people will understand that this new game is demonic. Yes. And not to bring it into your home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in today. We appreciate it. Okay. Continue with your Easter. Yes, yes, (laughs) you as well. We'll talk soon. Take care.
Thank you, Anna Marie. Okay, we just got a request from one of our Spirit World listeners, one of our original who started with us at the very beginning last May, and she has requested we do a, a rapid fire of of calls coming in and answering questions. So we're going to try to move very quickly through the calls. Um, look at Sacred Heart Radio Go. You guys love this show, apparently. John in Spokane, Washington, uh, you're up next here on the Spirit World. Hello, John. Yes, ma'am. Happy Easter to all of you. Thank um, you. My question is, uh, I am a cradle Catholic, and uh, in catechism in, in the early days in the 1940s, <laughs> I'm 82, 81, and there was a lot of talk about limbo for the beautiful children of God that are okay, John. I got lost in yep. Yep. Why isn't it taught anymore? Okay. I don't I don't see it. Okay, John. The Thank Bible? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, John. So um that's an interesting question. The idea of limbo was a idea that the theologians had because they were trying to figure out or make sense of what would happen to an unbaptized baby that died perhaps in childbirth or something along those lines. Limbo was never an accepted teaching of the church. It was never a dogma of the church. It is just something the theologians were coming up with as a theory, but it was never accepted and taught as a teaching of the church. And that's why you don't see it in the Bible. You don't see it in the catechism. That's a real simple answer. Yeah, that was a a great question. Thank you, John, so very much for waiting and calling in on the Spirit World. We hope to hear from you again. Let's move to Daniel in Lafayette, Louisiana. And Daniel's been waiting patiently. Hello, Daniel. Daniel, are you there? Hello, Daniel. Okay, we're going to put Daniel back on hold. If, if Tim, if you could pick up the phone and speak to Daniel, and we'll move to Linda. Linda is in San Antonio, Texas, listening on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, Linda. Hello. Happy Easter. Thank you so very much. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for waiting, and thanks for calling. Okay, so I'm not sure that this can be dealt with in rapid fire, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> okay. So, um, Back in my, uh, I've been living here in San Antonio for um, three years, but when we were living in Orlando, um, in our home there, actually in two different homes, salt triangles were appearing in our homes after some strange, obviously demonic activity um, in the first home in um, Orlando. And um, so these salt triangles, I came through, you know, prayer and, you know, um, discussions with other Catholic friends of mine that they were obviously um, holy, probably angelic. Um, The first one, though, it threw me for a loop. I had never seen anything like it. I'd never heard anything. So I swept it up in my my hands with the dish, you know, with gloves (laughs) and tossed it in the sink because I didn't know what it was it just spooked me i'm so sorry linda we're coming up to the end of the show here thank you so much for calling in please call us again and i just want to invite all of you to uh please email us if you have any questions or comments or you want to keep the conversation going to tsw at grnonline.com 
You can also find us on Facebook. We're trying to grow the family there at the Spirit World Podcast. Until next Saturday, have a beautiful and blessed week. We'll see you real soon. This has been The Spirit World, produced by the Guadalupe Radio Network. To share this program with people you know, or to send a question to the hosts, visit grnonline.com slash spiritworld.